Hi, I'm Dr. Greg Goins from the Reimagined Schools podcast, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to right now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Hey, do you like awesome rings? Uh, Do you need a ring to replace one that you lost long ago? Or do you, like me, need a new wedding band because yours is no longer fixable? hmm? Well, I have this cool sponsor, Boone Titanium Rings. They can be found at boonrings.com. They are made from titanium and you can get the rings carved, engraved, inlaid, laser cut, uh, there's special collections like the Hunter series and Gamer Rings, the Black Zirconium. Yeah, cool stuff. They have models that have meteorite, wood, or other inlays. It's so cool. Go to BoonRings.com to find out all the cool stuff that they make. And at checkout, use my code, capital T, capital L, capital L, capital K, the number 12, and you will get 10% off their total, and uh, you'll help out this podcast. Once again, you use the code TLLK12, and you will get 10% off the total, and you will help this podcast. Thanks so much. I love my ring, and I know you will love yours. Hey, welcome back. Steve here, and today I'm talking with Michael Lehan. He is the current head of school at the IMG Academy in Florida, a former University of Minnesota standout football player, a successful NFL player, and the 2020 Minnesota Principal of the Year. Whoa, so much to talk about, so much to learn. What an amazing conversation. Thanks for listening. And then, by the way, before you go, it would be so cool if you would uh, share the podcast with your friends, your family, your neighbors, your colleagues, everybody. Could you do that for me? Just say, hey, you should be listening to Teaching, Learning, Leading K-12 and uh, share the link with them. That would be so cool. Enjoy the show. It's the Education Podcast, your favorite show, with lots of groovy guests and they share what they know. So crank it up to 10 and let your neighbors know that here's another show with Dr. Steve Milletto. Teaching, learning, leading, K-12. Teaching, learning, leading, K-12. Teaching, learning, leading, K-12. Ah, ah, with Dr. Steve Milletto. Michael Lehan is the current head of school at IMG Academy. He competed for six years in the NFL with the Miami Dolphins and Cleveland Browns before getting tapped to become a dean of students and assistant principal for the Osseo area schools and then principal of Osseo Senior High School, which he guided to its first ranking as one of the best high schools in the nation by U.S. News and World Report, an honor the school held for three straight years. During his tenure as principal, he was named 2019 Hennepin Division Principal of Year and 2020 Principal of the Year by the Minnesota Association of Secondary School Principals. In February 2022, he was named IMG Academy's head of school, where he oversees, organizes, and grows the world-renowned school's academic programs while assisting with various aspects of its athletic program. Prior to joining IMG Academy, Michael was promoted to the role of Assistant Superintendent for Equity and Achievement for Osseo Area Schools in July 2020 and, and was honored in 2021 as a Distinguished Alumni by the College of Education and Human Development at the University of Minnesota. Michael, thanks for joining me today. Great to have you on the show and say hi to everyone. You know, I'm honored to share this space with you. And as I, as you kind of shared a little bit about my accolades and kind of my journey, also it's it's incredible, a great honor to share space with you as I also celebrate the contributions that you made over the last 34 years in, in education and then obviously being a principal of the year as well. So thank you so much for allowing me to share space with you today. 
Uh, you're too kind, but thank you. And, and, and this is cool. I'm excited about getting a chance to talk with you. You've done so many cool things. And, and let's start by talking about this. I mean, you were a, the football team captain your senior year at the University of Minnesota, where you played for four years and you played in the NFL for six. Um, and by the way, I could get just do the whole podcast right there. Um, but uh, we got so much we got to talk about. I got I to gotta ask you, could you talk about something that you learned while playing college or professional football that has stayed with you? You know, really what's stuck, it, it kind of has stayed with me over time is just the adversity. Like professional sports is a job. And some people will say, oh my goodness, it's just people running around having fun. But it's really a job. It's adversity. It's the fact that, and you have to, and there's elements of scholarship within that experience as well. Each week you're learning a new playbook. Each week you're learning about the opposition and, and what sort of plays. When they motion a, a wide receiver, what are they trying to do? How are they trying to attack the defense? So there's a lot of scholarly type of aptitude that's necessary to be able to be successful and to make sure that you can deliver on your techniques. And it's highly reflective, right? As we talk about education, we talk about educators need to be committed to, to being lifelong learners. In sport, you're a lifelong learner as well because you're learning new tendencies, you're trying out new techniques, and you're learning about yourself from a reflective standpoint every single day. So what has stuck with me is just overcoming adversity, um, the ne how necessary it is to be a good team member, and how necessary it is to have people around you that can help you towards your goal. That's awesome. That's that's really cool, especially because I can see how that can pay off and what we're going to be talking about you've been doing over the last bunch of years, too. So um, good stuff. And and by the way, I, I do have to say that is that is, you know, the, the, just a small percentage of athletes that make it to the first of all, the to be a, you know, play at a university, a, a D1 university at a major level and uh, and then to move on to the NFL and, and be be there. That's that's so cool. So uh, Kudos to you there. Um, you, so, so I have to ask, do you remember what was the inspiration for becoming a high school principal? I mean, what, what made you say, yeah, this is something I want to do? You know, it, it was a great question because initially as I got into education, it, education wasn't even on my radar. Um, I was a person who was in foster care, who was homeless, who was adopted, you know, all of the trials and tribulations in my early years. And as I was going through the K-12 experience, it, it, my thought was like, gosh, I wish somebody who walked a mile in my shoes was here that I could talk to. And so I went to, uh, my undergrad was more so in social work because I want to be a social worker. I want to be that voice, that, that, that voice of encouragement, that voice of reflection, that voice of, hey, you know what? You're okay where you are. It's not okay to stay there. And how might I help you get to the, your aspirational dreams? And so I transitioned uh, going to school and then going to the league. And then once I was done, I said, and then when I was in the league, I also spent some time with foundations for students who were in foster care or homeless and uh, sitting on boards and so forth. So my transition was just one that I wanted to make sure that I could influence the youth of tomorrow, that I wanted to make sure that the youth had a voice, uh, that they had purpose, and that 
they have a safe space to show up as their authentic self. And I think that's what's critically important in today's age is that so often that people are forgetting who they are. And because they feel like they need to subscribe to this, this popular image that's portrayed on social media or on talk shows or what have you, and then we forget our internal purpose and how we can work diligently. So as we think about being a principal in my timeline of getting there, that's really what it was. I, I started as a dean of students, and I was like, my goodness, I feel like I want to influence at a higher level. So I got my degree and credentials necessary to do that. Once I was assistant principal, I was like, gosh, you know, I feel like I want to run a building. And once I became principal, best job ever, best job ever being a high school principal. I, 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 I miss it to this day. There's nothing better than going down to the cafeteria and sitting down at the table and having lunch with our scholars. There's nothing better than greeting them in the morning. There's nothing better than going to Friday night lights. There's nothing better than standing out in the hallway during passing time and giving high fives. There's nothing, nothing better, truly, than the seniors walking across the stage that you know and you remember came in as ninth graders that you're like, oh my goodness, I don't know if this person is gonna make it, but they have changed, you see them evolve, and they've turned into these beautiful beings. Um, that is a special experience. So I did not know that was my journey. I'm so grateful that that's been my reality. That's awesome. And I, I got to tell you, I think it's so cool that you mentioned something that I, I love, which is, you know, as a principal, you get to be that person who's standing on that stage across from them. And when their name's announced, they're looking at you. You know, it's like, right. and so you get to see no matter how cool they think they are, you get to see at least a smirk <laughs> and or a big smile or or a you know, they dance to you or they strut to you or whatever, and they shake your hand and give you a hug or whatever. Uh, I love that. That's awesome. Well, and it's that moment, right? It's that culminating moment. And so how we as principals celebrate our scholars at that culminating moment, that is a memory for a lifetime. And so that's a, that's that's an awesome, awesome responsibility and an honor that can't be lost. I love that. That's so cool that you, you described that because that is, it is so neat. I mean, it, I think they could power, I mean, if you, if you could harness that energy coming out of those, the, those kids as they were graduating, I, I think you could power the whole world with it because it's, they're just on a high, man. No question. No question. That's so cool. I, Michael, I've heard you talk about growth mindset versus fixed mindset. You were, it was an interview with you as a, as a principal and and uh, I was wondering if you could share a little about this and thinking about helping kids achieve their dreams um, kind of really kind of fits with what you just described there. So if we could kind of talk about that. Yeah, ab absolutely. And I think that, um, you know, it goes back to for every, for every negative comment, you almost have to have three positive comments to offset that negative comment. And, and more often than not, I feel that people these days don't accept compliments. One I'd raise in my hand right now, myself included, I don't accept confident or compliments. Well, and I think that has a lot to do about how we are conditioned to kind of downplay ourselves and that it, we, we can't be boastful and, and right, we shouldn't be. However, we can't compromise our confidence because our confidence is important to propel us going forward. So as we think about uh, growth mindset and fixed mindset, more often than not, we need to make sure that our mindset is healthy. And that comes uh, from a point of wellness. What strategies or conditions are we putting around our lives? What boundaries are we putting around the people who we spend time with that's going to allow us to stay in that growth mindset arena? More often than not, uh, I was talking the other day, and sometimes people are not celebrated. People don't celebrate people in the manner that they used to. And 
that is where we conditioned around this fixed mindset because, oh, we don't want to do this because then what about this person? How are they going to feel and so forth? This growth mindset, we need to make sure that we're positioning ourselves with healthy people. We're making healthy decisions. And the sky's the limit. The sky is truly the limit. Now, I'm not, I'm not sitting here talking about the, the myth of meritocracy, the fact that when we get credentials, then all of a sudden things and everything is going to open, open up. But I think that we have more agency than what we give ourselves credit for. And when we surround ourselves with the people who are going to remind us of our brilliance, magical things can happen. That's awesome, man. God, you're making me want to go back into school. I get, <laughs> it's cool. Um, oh, you're so right. So right. Uh, in your bio, I read, uh, while principal of Osseo Senior High School, you guided it to its first ranking as one of the best high schools in the nation by U.S. News & World Report, an honor the school held for three straight years. Could you talk a little about the school and what led to the recognition by U.S. News & World Report? If you, if you had a, uh, a monitor on me, you could feel my heartbeat uh, rising as you said that because I, my mind went directly to my scholars. It has everything to do about the brilliant babies, my brilliant scholars that I had in the school. And certainly as principal, I get the accolades. Oh, hey, Michael, you're so great. Your test scores went up. You know, there's your, your behavior went down, your retention, your graduation rate, all those markers that would indicate success. But at the end of the day, I had the, a brilliant set of scholars that came to me. Yes, and my staff did a great job reminding them of their brilliance on a daily basis. Because at the end of the day, all young people want to do is be seen, be valued, and be heard. So then what are the opportunities that we're intentionally putting into place where scholars can see themselves, that we give them opportunities to, opportunities to be themselves and then exercise those bounds to make sure that they're very clear on who they are and then position them appropriately within our community to thrive. What, are, what sort of leadership opportunities are we giving them inside of these schools? And that's really what I did. I told them, at assemblies. I said, although I'm a principal, like you all outnumber us. So this school goes as you go. And here's my expectations. I hope that you rise up to those expectations, but not only that, exceed them. And time over time, they exceeded those expectations. And I'm so proud because as you look at the metrics of my high school, it was free and reduced lunch. It was high mobility. It was high poverty. The markers that would suggest uh, the diversity was high. The markers that would suggest, gosh, you know what? The school is probably not going to trend well, but we did. And I'm, I'm so proud. And so as we think about U.S. News and Report and, and those markers, that's some nationally norm data that is necessary within schools. And we were able to uh, be celebrated for our performance, but I'm more proud of the brilliant minds that graduated on a year-to-year -year basis because they're doing some special things. That's awesome. That is awesome. Good stuff. I, you know, Michael, I, I've also got to tell you, I mean, uh, we mentioned this a little bit before in your bio and such, and, you know, kudos on the recognition by your district in 2019 and then the, the Minnesota Association of Secondary School Principals as Principal of the Year in 2020. I mean, this is so awesome because that's a, that's a big deal. I mean, because there's a lot of people in your state <laughs> and, and uh, doing a lot of 
good things and uh, and they recognized you and and this is like I said, this is no small feat. Can you just talk about some of the journeys and successes um, that uh, occurred at your school that led to these recognitions? I mean, because there had to be a lot of blood, sweat, and tears going on, man. <laughs> yeah. So one of the things that I that, that we did back at uh, when I was principal at Osseo, it was we, we called it Vision 2020. And we started the work in 2018, 2019 school year because we knew that we were coming up on uh, on a critical time. And oh, by the way, COVID was coming at that time and we didn't know it, but it, it, it landed on us. Because we were sitting there looking at what are some of the skills, the critical skills, the efficacious attributes that individuals needed upon graduation from not only high school, excuse me, but also college. And we said, my goodness, we believe that we need to introduce some dual enrollment opportunities we need to introduce some CTE pathways, career and technical education pathways. And then we also need to make sure that because we have mobility within our school, we need to make sure that there's opportunities for our scholars to accelerate their credit earning potential for on-time graduation, all within the context that allows us to do so within the state of Minnesota. And so this was a journey that we went on that was really centered around making sure that the, the scholars have what they need and giving them a glimpse of what the future could hold for them. And the interest of that was, well, we know that when, when scholars have the opportunity to gain high school credits in high school, their, their, their chances of going to college, not only going to college, but then finishing college increases immensely. And that's really what we wanted to do. Because as we look at the landscape of uh, the employment industry now, it used to be bachelor's degrees. Hey, you know, those are great. You're going to be you know, gainfully employed. Now it's master's degrees. And now, you know, keep on going up. But at the end of the day, people need to start somewhere. And so that was the other piece that we did was internships and the way that, um, you know, young people are celebrated about. And so they can see opportunities around, hey, I want to get into business. I want to get into, um, you know, sports marketing, whatever the case might be helping them find their purpose and we didn't want them to be singularly defined in any manner that they're more than what their history was they're more than what their family is they're more than whatever sort of delimiter uh that we have that we can make sure that they have op opportunities and access that's awesome i love it i and it leads me to this because i you know i the uh you know in order to keep yourself focused and so forth, because there's all kinds of things as a principal that can distract you and, you know, make you spend time over here and time over there. And, uh, you know, you're like, I got to get back to this thing or whatever. I mean, do you have a hero or thought or mantra that just kind of kept you on your, you focused on your mission? Do you have anything that just kind of, this is what you did to make sure you, just, hey, get back on track? Uh, my, my dad used to always tell me that if you, if you, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for it. And that just reminded me to walk in my purpose, walk in my purpose. That doesn't say don't engage multiple perspectives, don't hear what other people are saying, but then when you hear what other people are saying, you have a filter in which how you're listening and then how you're being and then what you will become thereafter. So if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. That is awesome. Love it. Uh, so, Michael, let's talk about what you're doing now. In February 2022, you were named IMG Academy's head of school in Bradenton, Florida. Now, this is a unique school, and uh, could you talk about why the school exists and who its students are? Yeah, so this this uh, school was started by Nick Bolletieri. Initially, it was uh, obviously a, a tennis school that 
remarkable tennis athletes came. Uh, over time, it evolved, and now here we are at IMG Academy. And now for next year, we're adding volleyball. This school is unique uh, simply because we have equally talented athletes as well as scholars as well. So we have uh, a tremendous set of individuals that come here on a, on a daily basis that we're tasked with making sure that we elevate them not only inside the classroom, but then on the, on the field or the track uh, or the court as well. And just this is personal work for me. This is absolutely personal because I know the experience. And as we think about making sure that young people know who they are and the development that we have through APD, uh, athletic and personal development from a mindset, because injuries are gonna happen. There's gonna be faced with adversity. So we are developing from a holistic perspective because a lot of my colleagues from a staff perspective have played sport at some time in their life. So everything, all the programming, our philosophy, our approach, is positioned to ensure that these young people can win their future. And it's a remarkable product. That's so cool. And I got to, I got to say, I mean, it's just like you, you're designed that somewhere a long time ago, someone said one day you're going to be at the school in Florida because you, all your experiences just seem to just make you, you know, grow towards this position. I mean, what do you think about that? I mean, it, you know, when I was going through the, um, the process and applying for the position and going through the interview process and so forth and ultimately getting the role, sharing it with my family and friends, they said, Michael, like, was this school made for you? Like, is there a better school or a better fit? Because, and this is an interesting uh, piece that I want to also say is that I felt like I had to choose historically. When I was in education, I felt like I had to be solely an educator. I couldn't be that, that athlete, that former professional football player who's now trying to be a principal or trying to be an educator. But coming here, I can blend both of my worlds that I love so very much and be able to demonstrate my experience as a professional football player or a collegiate football player, but then also celebrate my, my, my scholarship and the fact that, you know what, you can be a six-year NFL veteran and get your doctorate degree. And those, both of those things can be true and it's within you should you choose to walk that path. That's so cool. And, uh, you know, because you, you, one of the things that I think is neat, I mean, you, you set out to achieve certain things and you've achieved them. And, and then you decided you want to be working with kids and you want to make um, their lives focused on what their future can be and you've achieved them. And, and now it's kind of like you've, you've got this, you know, it's the next purpose in your, in your life because you're working with the kids that are, have, a, have a, that athletic world plus the academic world plus that future that's coming down the path. And so it's all melded together. And uh, that's, I just think it's awesome. It's like, like uh, um, you know, just it, the, there's a magic thing happening there. I think it's cool. Uh, yes, absolutely. Thank you. You're welcome. So I, I got to ask you, so talk about your role at IMG Academy. I mean, what will you be spending uh, most of your time doing throughout this this first year? Yeah, so the, the first year, and well, I guess my role is overseeing all the academic programming. But beyond that, I spend a lot of time connected with sport, connecting with APD, connecting with the senior leadership team, just to get an understanding of the structure as a whole. And then naturally set vision for the academic programming for for the school and understanding what sort of partnerships do we have with some of our colleges as we think about our PG program and then what are some of the experiences that we need. So there's been a lot of listening. Um, there's been a lot of listening to, to families and, and, and parents 
there's been a lot of listening to to the scholars, been a lot of listening to the staff to understand and triangulate that data and say, okay, what is the next iteration? Where do we want to go? And so I've got an academic architecture proposal that's 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 going to be rolled out for the 23-24 school year that's really going to um, bring into view all of the journeys that are critically important to position our scholars for success not only tomorrow, uh, but down the road as they think about matriculation and so forth. And it's really exciting work because it's futuristic work, it's relevant work, and it's, a, and it's uh, aspirational work. And the work also centers around the fact that, and I mentioned this earlier, that these scholars are not singular beings, that they can be a both and that they are both a scholarship a scholar and an athlete, or they're an athlete and a scholar, depending on who you talk to and how they want it. But they're, they're to, there's an intersection that, that they operate with that we need to be able to, to, to flex, to be able to celebrate, and also then remind them. Because sport ends at some time. You know, as you alluded to earlier, um, I played for six years. The average person, you know, about less than 1% gets to play in the NFL. Of the NFL, a greater percentage, less than a certain percent, plays more than three years. And so to play six years, to be able to do that was great. But, oh, by the way, I was still under 30 when my NFL career was was done. And so life happens after that. And that's when you have to rely on your, your knowledge that you develop over time. That is so powerful, and it's it's uh, having those experiences and, and working with the athletes and scholars at IMG Academy has got to really pay off. Is just in your approach to uh, working with with the, the them and their families and the and, and the programs that they offer. So I, that's so cool. I you know I I, I got to ask you. I mean, one of the things that's really awesome here is that you've led public schools, and now you're uh, leading a different type of format of a school. Um, if you had a chance, you know, if you were a keynote speaker at an education leadership conference, um, you know, and you're talking to an audience of brand new school principals, I mean, what is something that you would want them to remember about your talk as they started their school year? That's a, that is a fantastic question. Uh, th- that I would, well, in this, in this time, at this moment, I would say that wellness is critically important, that their wellness is critically important because as principal goes, so does the school. And the relationship and the modeling that principals have as far as how they caretake for their staff will then demonstrate how the staff caretakes for the students. And also, vulnerability is critically important as well. To be able to tell that story about where you want to go, how you're going to get there, and then say, I need some help and support in these items. So there needs to be a clear sense of purpose. There needs to be vulnerability, and you need to take care of yourself from a wellness perspective perspective, because that is critically important in this day and age. And not arguably always, but we've been isolated for a period of time and sometimes we've forgotten how to engage and talk with one another and so this is uh, a piece that we need to remember as well excellent excellent i I love it that would uh, be good takeaways right there uh so michael you know we're getting ready to wrap up and one of the things i gotta i gotta make sure that i ask you is can you talk a little bit about uh, img academy's uh, focus on that uh as you know, the athletic scholar and uh, what it is, you know, 
about creating their future and uh, helping them create their future and where, and where they're going. Uh, can you talk a little bit about that, their focus on uh, that, that athletic scholar? Yeah, one of the things that we really celebrate here is that, that holistic approach. Um, again, really centered around athletic and personal uh, development from um, our APD staff. Then we also, from an educational standpoint, and then from sport. One of the things that I really am excited about from a sport perspective is that there is so much character elements that, that they're really honing in on from a sport perspective. From our APD perspective, really that idea about mental health, that idea about wellness, that idea about um, you know, focusing on who you are and mental conditioning and how that shows up. And then obviously school, we're going to be strategically aligned with what's what our best practices because we want and aspire for our scholar athletes to matriculate to the colleges, not that we'll have them, but the ones that they want to go to, right? So that they, they have uh, endless choices that are available as well. And one of the things that we have that's really unique because our product here in Bradenton is, is kind of an on-campus experience. We also have IMG Academy Plus, which is a digital offering that allows coaching and fit and nutrition around the world. So for folks that might not be able to, to journey down to Bradenton, Florida, there's also this opportunity that they can um, go to IMG Academy Plus and it's in the in the app store uh, right now as well. So really just celebrating the, this, this comprehensive support of students, this comprehensive celebration of the totality of our young people and making sure that we're responsive as we can possibly be to make sure that we are coming alongside, right? We don't, we wanna make sure that we're not telling people, hey, this is what you have to do, this is what you, we're coming alongside, we're asking the right questions. What are your aspirational goals? One of the things, um, I teach a class on, uh, um, on Tuesday nights and it's uh, aspiring principles. And we were talking a little bit about uh, you know, principal leadership 101. And I told them that the best question that I could ever ask parents was, what are your hopes and dreams for your child? Please share with me the hopes and dreams for your child. One, it will disarm parents to say, oh my goodness, this person cares. But then two, you get a glimpse into the years leading up to that moment and that conversation and what their hopes and dreams are, because that then allows us to co-create alongside the parent and potentially the student if they're aligned with their parents, but then asking the, asking the student the same question. So that's what we're really working towards, is to understand and unpack and then co-create the hopes and dreams for our scholars and their families. That is so cool. It's so powerful. And it's, you know, it's a... It, some of it, it can be so fragile, I can imagine, because they've got to keep um, their focus on, uh, on the academics as well as their, uh, uh, their focus on, you know, because for some of them, who knows how long they've been playing that sport. It may go back to when they were four, you know. <laughs> um, and so I would think some of it, you also have to deal with whether they're thinking about, am I going to, am I done? <laughs> yeah. I guess is uh, something else. But uh, mm -hmm. very cool, very cool. So Thanks, Michael. This, this, this is so cool talking with you today, and, and, and I can't thank you enough. It's just powerful. You're, you're the influence, I mean, just the inspiration that you are is really cool. So uh, um, keep on doing that. And we're about to wrap up and close. I got a few more questions for you. But before I do that, if someone wanted to learn more about you or about IMG Academy or, or connect with you, where would you send them? 
Yeah, just our website, imgacademy.com. It tells you everything you need to know from, from our camps. If you want to do a business retreat here, if you want to be part of the boarding school experience, you'll find everything you need on imgacademy.com. Awesome. And I'll make sure those that information's in the show notes so it's easy to find and easy to click to and uh, go straight to the Academy's website. So good stuff. So last two questions for you, and they're just questions I like to ask my guests. And the first one, Michael, goes like this. How do you keep going when so much is going on that you may want to quit? I think it's that purpose. You know, what is what is the fire? What is the fire that stoves you from within? Because obviously there's a quote out there that says, if you love what you do, you, you never work a day in your life. So if your purpose is aligned with your daily activities, it naturally motivates you. Uh, if you see the people that are around you and, you and you're inspired by their story, inspired by who they are, inspired by how they show up, you too are going to be inspired. So it's about making selections of whom you spend your time with, making sure that you have a clear sense of purpose, and then walking in that purpose and setting boundaries while also doing so. Excellent. Love it. Uh, last question. Do you have a teacher in your past who made a difference in your life? If so, who was it? And what would you say if given the chance to say thank you? You know, that's a, that's a great question because uh, I actually mentioned that to my class on Tuesday nights. I said, you know, I, I did I did a quick whip around the room. I said, I'm going to pose a question and let's see how fast we can answer. And it was, tell me that teacher that made a difference in your life. And we went around the room very, very quickly and nobody had to pause for a moment. So uh, I have two. I have Larry, actually I have three. Uh, Larry Petrowski, Ken McDonald, and now I just, Marty Kennedy. Marty Kennedy, uh, Larry Petrowski, and Ken McDonald. Uh, coach McDonald, he was my football coach. And these people, I named each of them because they believed in me when nobody else did. They, they saw... Everybody else, I think, saw a, a broken young person who was getting suspended, getting kicked out of school, going to detention, you know, all of those things. Uh, I was homeless. I was transitioning where my living situation was. They didn't see that in me. They saw a young person who uh, had a great heart. Um, they had hopes and dreams, and they saw it as their responsibility to help pull those hopes and dreams out. So, and, and that's, and I think they really inspired me to get into education to be that person for somebody else so to this day i remember them clearly i'm incredibly thankful for them and i, I celebrate them and the difference that may, they made not only in my life but in the lives of others because i know that they did that's awesome thank you for sharing and and michael i i it was awesome talking with you today i, I congrats on your achievements and good luck with all your endeavors at img academy i'm wishing you the best in all you do I'm humbled. Thank you so much for your time today. I'm honored to share space with you. Hey, you have been listening to Teaching, Learning, Leading K-12, a podcast to help you help kids achieve their dreams. Teaching, Learning, Leading K-12 is a member of the Education Podcast Network. Podcasts for educators, podcasts by educators. Teaching, Learning, Leading K-12 is a member of the podcast network based in Canada called Voice Ed Radio. Voice Ed Radio, your voice is right. The opinions expressed on Teaching Learning Leading K-12 are those of the guests and host. Teaching Learning Leading K-12 is intended to share ideas, advice, and suggestions. Teaching Learning Leading K-12 is produced for educational purposes. Hey, thanks for listening. It would be awesome if you visited my website at stephenmaletto.com and connected with me, left a review, and listened to more episodes. And by the way, you could also share it with your friends, with your family, and uh, your colleagues. Thanks so much. You're awesome.